When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Australia, welcome to My Millennial Money. I'm Glenn James and this guy is... John Pigeon. Now, on the podcast today, John, we're talking about uh, a little bit about buy now, pay later, mm-hmm. some changes on the horizon there. Yes. We're going to touch on this crypto ETF stuff. All right. We're going to talk about some fear of spending, some career stuff and everything in between. Now, John, mm. you might not know this because you don't Probably listen don't. to the show, but... In the next couple of weeks, we've got a new show partner that will be partnering with us. It's exciting. For the Tuesday show. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, right? Can you tell me who it is? Not yet. Mm. However, I just want to let everyone know it's a commercial world and I wouldn't put anything in front of anyone that I think would be a detriment to them. Right. Uh, It's a quality Australian brand that have millions of customers in Australia. Cool. And it just means that we can keep employing staff mm. in My Millennial Money mm. and bringing this podcast to people. Would I have used them before? Possibly. Yeah. So, that's exciting because, yeah. you know, we just want to be transparent that, you know, I am employing people here yes. and we need to make money. It's a real deal. We are an independent podcast, as I've said before, and we need to, yeah, get someone on to help us. And I believe what's good for the geese is good for the gander. And the only thing different, John, is it won't be, you know, some 20-minute ad at the start of every episode. Mm. Uh, We've just agreed there'll be maybe a 30-second shout-out at the start. Organic. Burned in. We'll have a chat about different stuff, and it'll be brought to you by the brand. So, thanks, everyone, for um, letting us uh, do that, because it really is important that we can continue to bring this, uh, this podcast to you. All right, let's get into this episode. All right, John, do you want to read a question from Clark? Clark says, um, I'm 18, about to start a heavy diesel apprenticeship, but I want to know where to start to put some money. I put aside each week to invest and end up with multiple incomes. So what are you saying to young Clark? Well, first of all, I'm saying amazing at Mm. 18 to be thinking like that because maybe their friends aren't thinking that way. So, yeah, he's probably doing something outside the box for a lot of 18-year-olds. I just pissed off this crap wasn't available when I was 18, when you were 18. The internet wasn't around. No. Well, for me it was, but you're old. (laughs) Yeah, so no, it's – and it's a common question, isn't it, when you've got actually too many choices. Mm. So, yeah, look, when I first looked at this two minutes ago, I think, well, part of me at 18 says let's take a risk. Let's – Let's put some money in some reasonably high-risk investments that uh, if they pay off, great. Um, but if they don't, well, so be it. But we've had a go and we've got plenty of years left in our life. 
but then an amount that says, well, this is uh, what I want to do with it to get a X return, i.e. your 5 to 7%. And we know that worst case scenario after 12 months, we're going to have uh, that amount based on that return. But uh, the high risk stuff is just a bit of uh, because we're young and we can do it. Yeah. What do you do? I'm probably telling Clark, I want him to just focus on good money habits Mm. as the first investment. Yep. An investment into your own systems and processes. Yep. Make sure you've got, because you've got an income, you're a a heavy diesel apprentice. Mm. Uh, My Ranger diesel probably isn't heavy enough for you to service, but I want you to really focus on getting a good budget and spending plan in order first. Yeah. Then I really want you to get your emergency fund done mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Then I want you to really define, and this could take a couple of months, what is your goal? Mm-hmm. Like what are you actually interested in? Are you interested in doing some property stuff? Are you interested in just pumping shares? Are you interested in doing a bit of everything? So I, and I haven't really even got to what to invest in because it's about getting the foundations nailed, which is the spending plan, the goals. I want you to make sure you've got a system in place so you never need any consumer debt. Totally. You don't need a personal loan to buy a car. You don't need buy now, get screwed later. You don't need any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally agree. Uh, But if, and this is it, like if in your goals it comes up that you want to buy a house to live in one day or as an investment property, well, it might be wise that my first goal with this salary is to save for a home deposit Mm. because we know it's harder to save $40,000 or whatever the deposit is than it is to put $100 a week into shares. So we have to get those big rocks in place first. It's fair to say, and you may not agree with this, but uh, cash in the bank, provided he's got their habits under control and emergency funds and everything else, that all, all money saved should be invested somewhere. Because cash in the bank is is doing next to nothing for him. Yeah, but I yeah, you're right. I disagree because I don't think this is about a percentage return. Because well, you're going from it. Well, don't have cash in the bank because you don't get any percentage return. What if Clark wants to go to Europe in three years? Well, we're not going to invest cash and then pull it out of the market. So yeah. it does have a return in the bank. Depending it's on there. what he wants. Yeah. Exactly, and that's yeah. why it goes back to the goals. Yeah. Yeah, so answering the question about multiple incomes, mm. where is he going with that? Well, and this is the thing, Clark might want to run his own diesel mechanic business one day. Mm. And if that's the case, awesome. Yeah. And maybe, John, I think, you know, it probably is a little bit different for some people just starting their career because you do, you're coming into the workforce with a full wage and no cash flow baggage, no budget baggage. You don't have a, a payment from an old personal loan. You don't have any bad habits. And this is why it's like, let's just nail the habits. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're not 18, you're probably a bit older. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I guess I'm saying if you're listening, I'm standing up now. You should stand up because we we got lazy for a, a year or so but then. I'm, and we, I'm sitting down and I feel comfortable. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep standing. I guess what I'm getting at, if you're listening and you're not 18, you might be 25, you might be 30, you might be 40. I know there's people listening who are in their 60s. Mm. So money, there's no age to money. 
there's just different. We speak millennial, well, I do because I'm a bogan and mm. I'm a millennial, right? If you're at the stage where you've got baggage in your budget, you might need to come to Jesus moment and go, this is not working for me. I need to do something drastic to change the trajectory. Mm. Is that how you say it? I finished so, the audio book this week and I stumbled on that word. So, it probably sounds wrong yep, in the book. Yep. Trajectory, uh, whatever. But I think we all need to have these moments and have a look at our situation and say, this isn't working for me. So, I need to make a change. And that might be a sacrifice. That might be that I have to cut down some subscriptions. I have to trim some fat out of my budget. Mm. So, But if you're 18, you don't have these uh, budget baggage items. No, you don't have history to form a story for you, do you? No. And that's why I'm saying don't – the sky's the limit Mm. and you can take a portion, whatever that is, is based on someone's risk profile. Mm. But take a portion and shoot for the stars with it. But like, you know, we don't know if he's still at home or renting. Keep cash flow agile. Keep it very adaptive. And while you've got some no habits from the past, why don't you say, regardless of I'm saving for a property and I'm probably just contradicting myself because I'm just kind of shooting the breeze here, why don't we say I'm just putting 10% of my pay every week into um, my bank account and when I get up to $500, I invest it or whatever that is. Look at the Vanguard Personal Investor video that I did Mm. on YouTube. We'll put it in the show notes for a link because... I need everyone to watch that to start to understand how the basics of investments work. So, it's just, I just can't harp on enough about making sure there's a goal, there's good habits and there's no debt. No, and that's, I suppose we take that as a given, Mm. don't we? But we need to reinforce it all the time. But the the 18-year-old diesel apprentice, um, is in the mines in WA. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, well, he's from WA. Lives yeah. lives at home. Comes, might be FIFO. He's a FIFO. Comes back home. He's got all this cash. If he's got good habits, put a chunk of it that's conservative and go and take on the world mm. with the rest of it. Yeah. And just do the opposite of what everyone does. Mm. Uh, at the time Let's of- Spend it. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, of, we're recording this on October 22nd, which is Friday. Uh, and it's 1.30 p.m. John came early, so I've missed lunch because of you, John. Um, I did a, a, an episode on the My Millennial Money Express podcast, and it's like three things to do if you're under 30 with your money. I want everyone to go and listen to that regardless of your age because I really talk about one of those things being doing the opposite of what society does mm-hmm. with your money. Absolutely. So jump across, and, yeah, jump across and have a, a listen to that. Um while I'm looking at the date, and thanks for reaching out, Clark, and listening to the podcast, you might also enjoy Gen Z Money, which is for under 24s um, as well, Clark. Azari does a great job over there. James Ayres, he's a senior reporter at the AFR. Uh, just a couple of hours ago, a story went up that's developing, and it reads, RBA wants buy now, pay later providers to remove no surcharge rules. We could be seeing the beginning of the end of free reign from these providers that aren't regulated. So basically what that means at the moment is, you know, you go and buy a new mountain bike, John. Yeah. And you get it from the bike shop and they accept afterpay. Yep. Now, afterpay might charge the merchant or the person who's selling it, I don't know, 20%, mm. 2%, I don't know, 
No, it wouldn't be 20%. 2%. 2%. Oh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. 20% up, up to, is a good work. Yeah, up to 5%, let's say, for example. And yeah. again, just let's understand the concepts here. Now, under the current rules, Afterpay, ZipPay and insert your uh, payday lender of this generation in here, they don't allow the merchants to go, well, we're going to pass on that fee like Amex does. Yes. So, the RBA have recommended that happen. Um, the RBA said the move comes after strong feedback from merchants that BNPL has become an essential payment offering for many of them and that the high cost of these services was pushing up their payment costs. So, this has been simmering along in the background for the last couple of years. And I've been saying, if you love local businesses and you want to support local businesses, don't use bloody pay now, buy now, pay later in their shops. Yes. Use pay now, buy now. Cash. Cash. Uh, But the issue is the government will need to change the payment law to provide the RBA with the power to impose these changes. So, let's be clear, um, nothing's set in stone, but the RBA again are getting out there and saying something's got to give here because mm. it's actually unfair. Mm. Like well, all this is. crap's so prevalent in society, yeah. uh, but the merchants are getting screwed. So yeah. if you love your small business, don't use Afterpay and you can uh, just Google AFR James Ayres, E-Y-E-R-E-S and uh, you can look at that. But ultimately the consumer gets screwed as a result of that. Well, this is the thing. If they don't pay their buy now, pay later thing, they get screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, but my whole thing is, and I, and this is part of that rant I did on the My Millennial Money Express podcast, this 50-month interest-free and all this crap, interest isn't your problem. No. it's You're tying up payments out of your cash flow mm. and you're committing funds of today for stuff of yesterday. I want to commit funds of today for stuff of tomorrow. So that's the mindset, isn't it? Yeah, We're yeah, doing absolutely. the Glenn and John a favour today for the Glenn and John of tomorrow by being good with our money, investing our money, being strategic with our money, mm. where all this consumer debt crap, we're using money of today for the us of yesterday. It's illogical. Okay, so RBA's recommendations. Mm. Give me the example in the real world. I'm the bike store, you're the afterpay. Yeah, and a consumer comes in and buys a bike off me for $1,000. Yep. 2%. Uh, they use Afterpay. Yep. 2% of that is what the charge is, right? That Afterpay get. That Afterpay get Afterpay, from that 1000 Yes. Um, but they, you, you're saying that the bike store can't recoup that. That's right. But if, they, if now they can, what happens? The bike price goes up by 2.5%. Correct. Which, so it's a flow through. So who gets screwed? The consumer. That's right. Yeah. So ever which way we look at it, mm. the consumer gets screwed. Yeah. And that's why you're just better off to pay cash because if you own the bike shop and there's a $1,000 bike there, actually how much is a, a bike? Like, Well, if it's an e-bike, it's about $8,000. Jeez. <laughs> actually, you should get one of those. I, I was thinking about it. Legit. Yeah, so you'll have to wait about 12 months. But I wouldn't be riding it for exercise. (laughs) I'd be riding it for fun. Um, So, okay. So, for example, that $1,000, that $25 fee, the you, John, Mm. are paying the afterpay, right? Yes. Because you're the box shop. But if I had cash and said, John, I've got cash, 
once off, do you reckon you can do it for 900 for me? Mm. You're like, yep, sweet, done. But that there lies the issue is is most or a lot of consumers won't walk in the bike store and and realise that it, it's been the price been jacked up to cover afterpay. Yeah. So they'll just pay full tote odds and not get the discount. And it's the same with this like menu log and all that crap. Like I've stopped using it. So there's a Vietnamese place down here called Saigon Chopsticks. <laughs> and I go there once a week, get my Vietnamese fix. Love it. Yes. And I was using a menu log. So using menu log, then going in and picking it up because I don't get stuff delivered because I don't want my food sitting in someone's car or whatever for 20 minutes. <laughs> now, the price on menu log is more expensive than just calling and saying, can I order some vermicelli uh, noodles with um, grilled chicken? Yes. Um, so it's $12.90 if I do it in store. But it's seventeen dollars or something ridiculous Christ. if I do it via menu log. It was like when Webjet first started. Yeah, it was more expensive to That's go right. through them than it was to book direct. So now I just call Kenny and <laughs> put my order in. It's just like I've got this new way of using menu log. I Glenn, just call the restaurant direct. Who would have thought? Glenn's Actually, on speed dial. I sent him a text the other day because the the restaurant has a. Um, He's the mobile phone is the restaurant yeah. phone. I flicked a text like, "Hey, can I order?" He goes, "Yep, be ready in 15." <laughs> so, and this is it. Like mm. the consumer, I'm end up paying more for convenience, and that's that whole law. You'll always pay more for convenience. Yeah, and it's it's emotion over logic, isn't it? Mm. That's what we need to work out yeah. here. Like, I pay more to invest money using a platform mm. than going direct to self wealth. And placing a trade. Which is uh, one of our questions. Well, do you want to go to there? Yeah. Madeline Grace says, how do we get around brokerage fees when wanting to trickle money into your investments to make the most dollar, most of dollar cost averaging? Yeah. I did this exact scenario in the Vanguard uh, video that a lot of you have watched, but please, if you haven't watched it, please watch it. Mm. And I keep repeating myself because not everyone like you listening who have watched it listens to every podcast episode. So for a little bit longer, I'll be telling people to watch this. It worked out that if you were buying parcels of ETFs on Vanguard for under $10,000 per parcel, it was cheaper to buy their managed fund. Yeah. Because the managed fund on the Vanguard platform doesn't have any brokerage. It's got a buy-sell fee. Yeah under the hood of the fund. Which the buy-sell fee is a percentage or a flat rate? It's a percentage. It's like 0.09%. Don't quote me, everyone. But it's cheaper. It's it's only cheaper to buy the ETF if your trades are more than $10,000. But I would say, what I would say is everyone's losing their freaking mind over all this ETF crap. Yes. Like an ETF, it's just a new way to invest. It's not better. It's just different. Like, sure, there are some tax stuff that is better with ETFs, but a lot of you just getting started aren't doing parcels of $500,000 and all this stuff. Like, just pick something and invest in it. Like, and another thing that's on my freaking goat lately, (laughs) is that what they say? (laughs) Is all this credit still go crap? doesn't matter, everyone. Companies are using it as a hook to get you in to use their products. To bait. Free credit score check. Who cares what your credit score is? You don't need it. 
I'm amazed how many people bring it up. Like, where are they getting this information? Is well, it radio? No. Well, you don't heaps use Instagram and social media, do you? Mm. Not heaps, no. It's just everywhere. It's just like, check your credit score. And it's easy on the radio. I have heard it. Yeah. Like, the best thing you can do for your credit score in Australia, pay your freaking bills on time mm. and have cash in the bank and keep away from consumer debt. Yeah. Like, that's it. You don't need to get a $2,000 credit card to activate your credit score. No. Like, you actually don't. And all these companies, they'll do startup apps and say, hey, you can use us for your free credit score check. Who cares? They just want you in there mm. so they can sell you other crap. Yeah. Like, there's nothing new under the sun. And, and that's what's annoying me with all this ETF stuff. Mm. It's just sexy because all the influencers are talking about ETFs and, oh, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, so, I'm old. All right. No, you're not that old. Thanks, John. Thanks. Um, so you're going back to Madeline. Mm. Are we are we worrying too much about brokerage fees and and not not looking at the the bigger picture here? Yeah, if I was Madeline, if you are buying ETFs, I mean Perla is an up and coming company. They have fee free ETFs, but not all ETFs, only the more expensive ones. Because oh, surprise, surprise! Guess what? Nothing's free. Wow. And the companies that have fee-free ETFs through the Perla platform, I believe, are covering the brokerage and effectively are buying customers, buying fund, yeah. funds under management. And if someone from Perla is listening and I'm wrong, let me know. You're happy to come on this podcast. I'll charge you to come on. <laughs> at but, a cost. <laughs> yeah, at a cost. <laughs> but this is the whole thing. Like, pick a duck and get keep on it. Hmm. Shoot it. <laughs> Pick a horse. <laughs> and this is it. Like so many of you are so worried about, oh, have I got the right bloody ETF and the right brokerage or the right platform? Pick a good underlying investment, find a platform and just focus on earning more money to pump at it. So so um, going back to your uh, test that you did, managed mm. funds versus mm. ETFs, you, you're saying, well, maybe Madeline consider a managed fund. Possibly. And this is it. Like it all goes back to what do you want to invest in Madeline? If you want to, so you want to uh, trickle money into investments, well, dollar cost averaging. So if you're using direct shares, you're probably not doing more less than $2,000 a parcel mm. because everyone for the playing at home, if brokerage for a direct share is $9.50, let's say $9.50, I'll get my calculator, 9.5 divided by $2,000 equals, then times 100, just to make it clear for everyone, point. Four seven five. So we'll call it half a percent. Yeah. So low. if you buy a, a a parcel of shares, some Commonwealth Bank shares, for two thousand dollars, it's cost you half a percent in brokerage. I'm happy enough with that. Yeah. And maybe, like, I think it's getting back to because this was whole that whole thing with the spaceship, John. It's probably moving back to if you want to buy parcels and pay brokerage, you're probably saving up $2,000 before you place the trade. Yeah. Or if you just want the Vanguard Diversified Balanced Fund or whatever it's called, freaking just go on the Vanguard Personal Investor and pump the managed fund. But, but at least you know- I invest in heaps of managed funds. There's nothing wrong with them. No. But at least you know with brokerage fees that it's one on the way in, one on the way out. Well, that's the same with um, the buy-sell fee. Yeah. So wouldn't you rather- Like even if it was- 
nineteen dollars or twenty dollars mm. round figures. You one mm. percent of two thousand mm. on the way in and one percent on the way out. Mm. Like pretty low cost. Yeah, and if we're buying to hold for the long term, um, it just means that you know if you were buying a let's go nine dollars fifty divided by a random number, um, let's do six hundred and fifty dollar parcel. That's one like one point four six percent. It's getting too much. So, I mean, it's a good question. I just want to encourage people. It's nothing's ever free, you know. If you you invest in these companies that go, oh, we do fee free investing into uh, the S and P five hundred companies or something like that, like American listed companies. Mm. Like yeah, sure, the brokerage is for free, but they're making money on the currency conversion. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, like every every company makes money, and the way that Glenny Boy James over here sees something, if I pay a flat fee of brokerage, there's less chance of something being hidden in the background. Like yeah. I'm paying my fee. Do I want to know about it and pay it upfront, or do I want to not pay the upfront? And just understand that in the background, somewhere in the shadows, someone's making money off me. Like choose your choose your deal. What do you want? Yeah, and, and this might sound harsh, Madeline, so apologies if it does, but I, I would focus on where I'm investing and, and what it is for the return more so than what I'm paying for the brokerage fee. Yeah, within reason. I mean, we're not paying – you don't want to pay 3% for brokerage fee. But, but you shouldn't anyway, should you? No, no. I reckon under half a percent in brokerage mm. is probably fine. Yeah. Because, you know, you only need the investment to go up a percent over the 12 months. That's right. And if it's not doing that anyway, well, you've probably got bigger problems. Yes. But then again, we're not investing for 12 months. Mm. Good question. I feel like we're just having random chats, but that's all right. But I would say, Madeline, um, I just love that you want to get invested on an ongoing basis. Mm. I mean, here's another way. Um, you know, I always jokingly say, John, it's like if only I had an investment account set up for the long term already. Oh, it's called superannuation. <laughs> it's not sexy enough. It's not sexy, is it? We all want the edge, don't yes. we? We all want the, you know, I don't know. I reckon it's just, um, anyway, I'll move on. Uh, there's a question here uh, from Alexandra Caroleso. How to compare job offers one with a higher wage and one with other benefits like salary packaging. So you said something earlier, John, and I'll give a shout out to the My Millennial Career podcast. You can go and listen to that if you want some career advice from Shell and M. They are legends. Mm -hmm. They are. We've got too many choices in this day and age. Yes. And the problem is choice A is good, choice B is good. And that's kind of the same as Madeline's um, question about what do I do? Because they're all kind of good choices. There's all these different platforms. And I commented on LinkedIn the other day, someone wrote something and I'm like, I feel like our island is too small for all these startup companies and our population isn't big enough. And, you know, the big four banks to a point have all the customers and everyone just refinances between all the big banks. Yeah. Well, when, and of that, CBA's got close to 70% of that. Yeah, it's just wild. Anyway, so what do we do with this job offer? I mean, yeah, look, I had a number th- number of things written down there going through my head, and I I think 
there's so many factors to take into play here, but uh, as you said, maybe you, we're overcomplicating it. Um, it. It's not all about the money. So are we looking at stability of job? So so which one's going to give us that stability? Um, number two, which one's going to give us that uh, satisfaction and drive of, of being relevant in this world and, and how high do you prioritise that? Uh, which one's maybe going to give us an enjoyment factor? Now, we probably don't know that at this stage, but which one feels as though it's got a, a better culture? Um, logistics, like is one further to get to than the other on a daily level? That increases stress levels if it is and um, time efficiency and all those things. So there's so many factors to take into account before we look at well, this one's giving me a net result of 85K and this one's giving me a net result of 90K, right? The 5K could be insignificant when we factor in all those emotional type decisions. What do you reckon? Okay, so we've got two job offers. You could do a couple of things. Um, one with a higher wage and one with other benefits like salary packaging. So I'm assuming that the wash up is very similar. Because if you've got two job offers in the marketplace, there's something wrong and I'd imagine it's the same location. Like it's just something weird if one's paying 20 grand less. I mean, if one's paying 20 grand more and the shoe fits and that's all good, freaking go and do that. <laughs> if yeah. You know, if all those other tick boxes. Yeah. But if they're similar, it's not anything to do with the money. No. Um, I, I don't know. I, but it would be different if the question read... This one's got a higher base salary mm. and lower bonuses and mm. this one's got the opposite. I would say, Alexandra, Alex, what would you tell your best friend to do? If someone was asking you this question, what would you tell your best friend? Or what I do sometimes, John, I do brain dump. I write um, job A, job B. Mm. Negative, positive, negative, positive on bits of paper. Tick cross. Just spend two minutes on each one brain dumping anything that comes to mind with negatives and positives for both. Then I'm adding up the negative com the positive columns and the one that's got the bo- most positives, yeah. I'll probably go for that. Mm. Or maybe show a, f- a close friend or confidant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good word, isn't it? Oh, it's a great word. Can can and Al- just can Sorry, no. Sorry to cut you off. No, please, cut, Alexandra. Cut can we go and chat to a few employees within the group mm. of both companies and say, well, "What's your experience? How long you've been here? Do you enjoy it? What, what are the pros and cons?" And, and make their own list, and you can get a, a feeling for people that are already in the ground, or sorry, on the ground, um, doing their thing for the, each particular company. But yeah, look, you're obviously good at what you do. You're uh, you've got two job offers. Some people haven't got any, so. Good luck with whatever choice you make. Could you ever go back to one of them and say, hi, can we do anything with the pay? Because I've got a better deal over here. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we include salary, salary packaging with this higher wage? And can we sneak a cheeky <laughs> five or ten out of one that you like? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a great question. It's a great – I don't think we've got anything to add. Um, maybe put it up in the Facebook group, your question, Madeline, tag – Shell and M, and we might have a discussion in there yeah, uh, because, one. yeah, it's yeah, it'd just be good to know. Hey, we'll be right back, and then we're going to talk about this new ETF uh, about crypto. 
If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Okay, we're back. And before we get to this crypto ETF question, I just want to thank everyone who's already purchased my book, Sort Your Money Out and Get Invested. Uh, it's still number one in Amazon Is it? for uh, personal finance, best uh, like new releases. It's in the top five or top four or whatever of personal finance section. So I'm just so pumped yeah. and I just want to thank everyone. And a few of you have sent in little voice testimonies. So we're going to play a couple right now. Hey guys, I really enjoy reading through Sort Your Money Out and Get Invested because it's provided me with a systematic way to think and review my financial health. It's great at explaining big ticket items such as insurance, super and investing with practical example and visual aids. I love the mindset and money chapter because Glenn breaks down the mental barriers around money to a super simple level. I'm definitely a spender, not a saver. So Glenn's money mindset habits give me confidence that I don't need to be the next Jeff Bezos to create wealth. All right. And thank you so much again uh, for sending those in. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Um, Lots of good feedback. So it's a bit like ACDC in the 80s, like at number one for like 12 months. Like how long can we stay there? Well, and this is the thing with books, like you get your old staples, like bloody, uh, who's that? Steve McKnight. No, no. <laughs> who's that bloody goose now? Um, Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, yeah. I mean, He's sure. Gone all weird, isn't Oh, he? mate. Sure. Read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Sure. Cashflow Quadrant. Ca- yeah. After Cashflow Quadrant, stop. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, pull the pin. Stop. <laughs> I recommended Cashflow Quadrant to someone yesterday. Because I reckon it's a banger book and I like to read it every couple of years. It's better than the Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But we're entrepreneurial, so it's it suits probably yeah. us better on that. Uh, but, yeah. but you, so you get staples like that. And for me, my book, it's going to be evergreen. Like, sure, I've used examples of, you know, this fund here over the last five years and to date it's done this. Mm. I don't really need to update the charts or the data no. because the principles remain the same. Yeah, and that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. Like mine's one of the only personal finance books on the freaking planet that doesn't have a tax table in it with tax rates. Because mm. who cares? That stuff works itself out. Let's yeah. understand the principles. Let's understand how to change our behavior. Let's understand how to look at an investment. Yeah. Like. Uh, did I see somewhere today, someone circled two words of yours, shank or dank or something? No, one of the books I, I said, uh, currently I'm sangle as a prangle. Oh, that's right. Uh, and that was on purpose. And yeah. Wiley thankfully um, let me keep, and there was a section in there I wrote like, oh, you've got to cross your eyes and dot your T's. And they're like, oh, is this an error? We've changed that. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 you changed that back. Yeah. Like, I did that on purpose. Have you got a definition section at the back? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. Um, uh, actually, good. I'm going to tell you something funny. We'll save it for the after party. All right, so crypto, right? It's hot at the moment. Everyone's talking about it. If everyone's talking about it, it's probably too late to pump money into it. But So basically, Karen Forsyth, uh, we asked, do you have any questions? And she said, Upcoming beta crypto ETF. So, beta shares Australian fund manager. They're welcome on this podcast anytime for a fee. Uh, basically, have released a crypto innovators ETF. And to be honest, they haven't released it. 
that just said coming soon to the ASX. The BetaShares Crypto Innovators ETF, CRYP, will be available soon on the ASX. Asterix. Register for your interest here and be notified. So they're obviously putting their finger in the sky to see if we can get a, a database to launch to. Uh, Crypt provides investors with exposure to a portfolio of global companies at the forefront of the rapidly emerging crypto economy. Crypt will aim to back the Bitwise Crypto Industry Innovation Innovators Index before fees and expenses developed by Bitwise, one of the largest global crypto asset managers. Crypt's index is designed to capture the full breadth of the crypto ecosystem by providing exposure to pure play crypto companies, those whose balance sheets are held at least 75% in crypto assets and diversified companies with a crypto-focused business lines. So I guess what I'm getting at is the beta shares um, ETF that you can buy in with crypto, they're not investing into cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. It's like saying um, I'm going to buy the iron ore innovators index. Yep. So they're investing in companies that not are correct. in the in that world. So they're not investing in the actual underlying commodity or asset. Yep. So the top so basically you can actually go to the Bitwise crypto website and it tells you exactly the index that they invest in. There's 30 companies on there. So the top uh, three uh, Coinbase, they've got an 11.39% weight to Coinbase. MicroStrategy, uh, almost 11% allocation. Galaxy Digital, uh, 9%. I haven't heard of the other ones. Uh, but basically, it's a way to get exposure into the crypt, crypto world, but at an innovator and company level. Right. So, so it's got nothing to do with you owning Bitcoin, you owning Ethereum or yeah. Dogecoin or... So perceived less risk? Yeah, I would think so. Mm. I would think so, yeah. I mean, there was another ETF that launched in the States that um, is an, a play into crypto, but they're actually not investing direct. They're using future contracts mm. under the hood, which it's a bit, seems a bit weird. I'll have to ask someone smarter than me. Mm. Um, and I, did I read that Bitcoin hit an all-time high it yesterday? It did, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's going wild up there. But like yeah. everything, like if you want to put your toe in the water, I wouldn't suggest more than 2% of your net worth yep. into such speculative things. Yeah. Because if it drops 50%, you'll do your ass if you've had, you know, heaps of money in there. The thing that intrigues me about this is you're calling it you're calling it a speculative thing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're correct. Will we be continually saying that in two years, five <laughs> no. years, ten years? No, I don't think so. Um, I've got a thing here which I was going to read. See this? Um, that same dude, James Ayres or Ayres or however you pronounce his last name, he did a thing in the AFR. So the Senate Select Committee in Australia made 12 recommendations to the government because Australian government, they want to be the leader in um, regulating crypto. Right. So they've made 12 and I was going to read them and I'll read some of them because it really means nothing to me. These are the recommendations. Oh, and Senator, Liberal Senator Andrew Bragg, and I might even get him on the podcast actually. Rach, if you can maybe reach out to their office for me, um, that'd be great. And we'll see if we can uh, get Senator Bragg on. Thanks, Rach. He can brag about it. He can brag about it. So these are the recommendations. One, establish a market licensing regime for digital currency exchanges. 
Two, establish a custodial or depository regime for digital assets in treasury. Three, conduct a token mapping exercise to characterize various types of digital asset tokens. Seems a bit token to me, that one. Four, establish a new decentralized autonomous organization company structure. So these are just crap that, like, there's no point in me reading it because it just goes over everyone's head. So let's try and get Senator Bragg on to actually say, mate, in everyday language... In layman's terms, what are you talking about? What the F is going on? Yep. So, well, everyone, thanks for listening today. Um, I've had a bit of fun. If I've been a bit edgy lately or a bit ranty I'm really giving my opinion more on stuff which is going to piss a lot of people off well it was good knowing you everyone <laughs> out there before this ship sinks <laughs> going down with the ship baby <laughs> alright see ya bye We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Okay, so funny story. I sent a book up to my sister mm. uh, to show the kids and all that stuff. So anyway, I'm laying in bed the other night and I get a FaceTime from James who's like nine maybe, mm. one of the twins. Oh, I've got your book and all that. And we had a chat and we sent out some meaningful money cards to some people as well and they got some as well. And we're playing like the meaningful money cards that Azaria and I developed and we're playing them and a question came up like what's your biggest um, fear when it comes to your money? So I asked a nine-year-old that. Yes. And he said, well, when I get the notes and pull it, if I just don't want it to tear. <laughs> That's his fear. Yeah, good fear. Oh, well, at age nine, he's at least know what it looks like. Yeah, and then the funniest thing was you just would not like you just wouldn't read about this. He grabs the book and he goes, do you know what's on every page? I'm like, I've got no idea. So he grabs it, opens it and he goes, page 79. I'm like, actually, do you want to grab the one over there? Yeah, it should be long enough. So I think he said 79. Let's have a look here. Uh, 71. three is a common one. Yes. Glenn's will. He bloody opens this page uh. randomly <laughs> where I've handwritten a will, a bad example of a will. Uh. And he goes, oh, can you read that? And I said, oh, I wish to leave, you know, 50-50 to mum, Lauren and the kids. Yeah. So he's like, oh. That's me. You're leaving money to me. <laughs> <laughs> you better get to work and start making more for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it was just hilarious. So 
That's funny. Yeah, but I just thought, oh my gosh, for the worst one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're leaving me money behind, are you? Me and James. On the uh, on the kid thing. Jeff. Yeah. Lying in bed the other night, and we got our loan approved to build, and um, telling the kids what that means, we can go and build a house now. And Charlie's uh, yells out from his bed. He's eight. Dad. So we got that loan to build. It's like, yep, um, that's cool. But what about the the money that we used to buy the house in the first place, the, the land that we've got? Oh, yeah, we've still got a loan there as well. Oh, okay, so we've got two loans now. We've got the loan to build the house and the loan to buy the house that we did three years ago. Yeah, that's right, mate. <laughs> so he's like spinning around his head thinking. Gosh. So good to it's a, it was a message to say well involve your kids in these conversations so they can get an understanding of it. Mm. Interesting. It's funny how we as kids, I'm saying we as kids because I'm mm. a kid. His language like talking about we. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, at what point do you go? No, nah, mate. I paid for this bastard. <laughs> None of it's yours. Piss off. Yeah. Well, I think. I think that's part of the way we speak to them as well yeah, right. because we do it, – it's an inclusive conversation, mm. not not mum and dad are having a conversation, mm. go away sort of thing. And, and I think that comes back to the money story, doesn't it? It's like mm. you don't want to walk away thinking, oh, the money story is a bad one, I can't listen. But I guess like at what point do you start to educate for them to know that it's mum and dad's money, they're in this um, thing – yeah. And they'll have to go to work one day and do the same thing. You know, like I'm yeah. – it's all good. I'm they, just saying yeah. like at what point do you start to – They def- Yeah. It they, is they, ours but – They definitely understand that concept mm-hmm. but definitely. Like Molly said to me the other day, she's 10 or 10 this Sunday actually, she said, um, Dad, I've that, – that money that I've got in my bank account, I'm happy for you to use that to help build the house. Mm. So like that's uh, – that was cute, um, but yeah, she un- uh, they understand that concept that it's all inclusive. But uh, yeah, come eighteen, we're out into the real world. Yeah, I love it. So I finished the audio book the other day. Sorry, I stopped listening to you. I forgot I my phone. Um, Thanks. That's all right. I'll, I know you're talking to other people listening. So we've just got to do the testimonies in the book. So I'm going to try and get Asha to go down and do the men's testimonies. Right. And then Alex to do the women. It's good. Mm. But they're just, they're trying to, <laughs> they're trying to like give me the hint that, oh, we want you to pay a professional to do stuff. I'm like, no, no, my book. I'll bring mm. my people in. Mm. Well, Ash is a pro. He is. Yeah. And Alex is well spoken. She's been on the podcast heaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, Alex. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, well, I need oh. to have some lunch. It's, you've got me in an awkward time because I was supposed to have lunch before you got here. You're like, can we do it early? I'm like, oh, come over. Now it's like 2.30 p.m. Like, what do I do? Mate, there are first world problems. You, you get up at 10 o'clock. Piss off. You get I got up breakfast at, at 10 nope, past nope. given to you. Nope, nope. I was up at 8 a.m. today. Well, yep. Mm. Yes, I was. All right. Um, Good times. Maybe Subway. It's terrible stuff, that. Really? Everyone says that. I just can't stand the smell of it. No, it's but it's the same it's stuff. It's just salad. I just get a turkey salad foot long on that rye. Go and buy some stuff. Okay. I want to ask you a couple of things. 
when you go to Subway and they're like, all right, what lettuce do you want? Do you rattle off the, like, what salad do you want? Do you rattle off the five things or do you keep up with them? Uh, well, I'd have to honestly say I wouldn't have been there in five, ten years. Um, but remember back to when I went there, I mm. think I used to say, I just don't want those three. Give oh, me all, oh, you do the exclude. The yeah. Yeah, see, my excludes are probably more than three. Right, yeah. See, so I instead of me that. going lettuce, tomato, carrot, capskin, a little bit of capskin, not too much, yeah. cucumber, I... I would go lettuce, tomato, and then when she's put the tomato on or halfway through, I'll then say, oh, okay, now carrot. Why? Because you want it. Well, I don't want want them to forget forget and have to re-ask me because a lot of them will say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what do you want? And they kind of go, yep. And it's like, no, no, you haven't finished doing the two. I've just told you. I want you to just focus on what you're doing. (laughs) <laughs> so you're trying to tell them how to do their job I'm just making it easy for everyone Because some of these people It's like the wait staff to come up to your table And they're like Yeah, what do you want? And, then, and you're like Oh, they're just so professional They don't have a, a pad writing it down Or putting it straight into the computer And they come back and go Oh, what was that again? Wrong. <laughs> I'm just hedging that little bet It's like, no, no We'll go at my speed with the salad I uh, I always think for your benefit to the time when we're at the green tangerine and oh, they watered water. the plant above us. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Dripped into your coffee, onto your food. Couldn't believe it. So we're at this cafe. <laughs> you got all these plants hanging everywhere. It was like eating in the freaking jungle. John and I having lunch and a coffee. The plant water contractor comes in, puts a ladder next to our table. Doesn't even speak. Above our head with a watering can, like. <laughs> What the hell? Anyway, I told the owner, I'm like, hey, don't heap scare, but just let you know. Like, <laughs> I've got I've watered down coffee. <laughs> yeah, like my long black's now got a bit of dirt in it and it's cooler. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, so stuff. I'm thinking for the tour. Oh, yes. We're um, back. I want to push it to January, if that's all right, everyone. Oh, my God. I've booked flights to go. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> yes. And I'm, no, I told and you to ask Jess. the Christmas party on December. Are you coming to the Christmas party? Well, I mean, coming home from Melbourne that day. Really? I was going to a live podcast. Oh, yeah, we changed that. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't get told. That's right. But didn't I tell you to check with Jess? No. Well, the date was from an email that she sent to say December 10th. Yeah. Mm, Sorry about that. Because I can't do January. Oh, can't you? It's my holiday month. (sighs) Well, I don't want to, I just don't want to do a live event to people in masks. They won't be in mass by then, surely. Well, I don't know. We'll have to take this offline. <laughs> yeah, because I saw I was booking the Christmas party for the team and I was like, oh, yeah, Saturday night, the 11th. I'm like, ah, oh, stuff it. We're moving. Uh, I'll move Melbourne show. and just deleted that out of the calendar. Yeah, just 100 people, 200 people, bang, just changed their <laughs> life. No, no. We, like, we, you, you wouldn't believe this. Mm. I was having a, a call with a, a person who reached out for our buyer's agent service during the week mm. and she, I think I told you, she recognised my voice when I when I rang. She didn't, really? she didn't know, like it just recognised, right? But she said, I've changed my 21st to go to the December 10 event. Okay, we will um, change that back. 
Sorry, everyone. She can't change her twenty first again. All right, so we'll keep Melbourne to December ten. Hang on, let's 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 call Jess now. Hang on. Um, Jess Pearson. I won't tell her that she's on recording. <clears throat> Actually, I'll call her back on iMessage so it's better sound. Ah. Um. Here we go. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, quick question. Yeah? Johnny Boy has already booked his airfares for Melbourne, so can we keep Melbourne to the 10th? Um, yeah. Should we just keep both then? Yeah, yeah. And then right. tell uh, – sorry, you're just on speaker with John. Hi, <laughs> Jess. Yes. Hey, John, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. I, was, I, was, I was waiting for you to say, bugger John, he can change his flights. Because that's what I would have done. <laughs> no, I'd rather us keep everything as is rather than reschedule. Yeah, for like and a it's 2021. Time. We don't want to All dip right, into let's, 2022. let's do it. If everyone has to wear masks, we'll just make sure everyone, you've got to have a drink in your hands at every time. Yeah. But the only thing is Sydney. Oh, if Well, this is the problem, John. If it's in Sydney, we're going to have venue limits because – But well, I think we can change Sydney because we can drive there. Yeah, true, true. Anyway, all right. Well, yeah. So if you can just keep um, keep the Mazzies at the moment, JP, that'd be great. No worries. All right, cue out. No worries. How did the app recording go? Uh, it's currently still going. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the after party. Like Mid pod. No, it's the after party. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. People do not want to hear me again. Mm. You're yeah. in. All right, got to go. Oh, well. Thank All you. Right, talk soon. Thank you, baby. Yeah. Bye. All right, there you have it. We'll keep it. We'll keep it to the tenth, everyone. I keep forgetting Thanks. that there's other oh. ramifications when I just want to change stuff. Didn't notice. And it's probably better because I'm going to America in February. Yeah. No. So I'm going for a month. So I'll just take my podcast gear and we'll do it remotely. Right. Okay. What are you going there for? Chill. Oh, yeah. Nah, Nico's, um, Nick Gleason. Oh, yeah. They're having their baby yep. uh, in December. Ah, sweet. Um, yeah. So okay. I'll just go up, chill. And Maddie, who you've met, the builder, he's getting his back surgery at the moment and he's his 40th. Uh, I'm like the youngest in my friend group, just to be loud and clear. Mm. Um, he's going up for his 40th because he's... Um, niece and nephew. So Simon, who died, mm. he's Maddie's brother. Ah, uh, right. So his niece and nephews and Mel, and mm. which Mel's Nick's sister. So we're all going up there and we're trying to get um, Dirty Mike and um, Tim Cooper to oh, go cool. as well. So That'd be good. Yeah. We're good Whereabouts? Uh, well, they're in Columbus, Ohio, but we're going to do maybe a weekend in Nashville. Mm. Um, see. Yep. So, all right. Oh, nice knowing you. Yeah. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.